What's up, everybody? It's Zach. I am Zach, and I want to pop in here real quick before this, the finale of season one, with a few announcements. First, this is the last episode. I worked really hard on it. We've had a stupid amount of fun making this show, and we are super proud of what we've created together this season. Thank you, each and every one of you, for listening, telling your friends, posting about the show, creating art based on these characters. I really, truly didn't expect it. This community absolutely rules. Next, we're going to do a couple Q&A episodes here on the main feed. So please comment your questions in the stickied post on the subreddit, or you can tag at PretendingPod on Twitter and use the hashtag PTBPQ. That is hashtag PTBPQ in order to give you time to ponder what questions to fling at us and in order to give me some time to catch up on some things. Those Q&A episodes should come out October 22nd and October 29th. So if you have any questions, comments, or compliments, find that post in the subreddit or tag us on Twitter at PretendingPod with the hashtag PTBPQ. Hashtag PTBPQ. Finally, we are changing one of our Patreon tiers. A Splashylvania Fast Pass is still only $5. You still get access to all 24 of our bonus episodes. And it's still only $6.66 if you want the same stuff, but also you're rad. The cover charge at the Den of Sin is still $15 if you dare join us behind the scenes as we record our Patreon bonus episodes. And we finish out those streams by hanging out with the chat and playing some Jackbox. But... There's a new tier in town. For $25, you can join the Circle of Knowledge Shirt Club. Once you're in the Circle of Knowledge Shirt Club, you can choose and receive a Patreon-exclusive shirt from a rotating pool of designs like the Splashylvania Vampire on a Surfboard shirt, the four items from the Trunk shirt, and the Den of Sin Juice Box shirt. These pieces were created respectively by Sean McFarland at Slide.Whistle and Andy Corbett. Check them out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and then follow these dope artists and support them too. And here's a sweet little deal for those of you listening as this is being released. If you join the Circle of Knowledge Shirt Club or a higher tier in the month of October, we'll count this month as your second month in that tier. A whole month closer to that sweet, sweet t-shirt. And extra finally, we are going to do a live stream for all our patrons over at patreon.com slash pretending pod this upcoming Tuesday, October 12th at 9 p.m. Central Time. Taylor and I brought back some snacks from Korea for the boys to try, so join us for a super relaxed hang for a couple hours. We'll try some snacks, shoot the shit, and answer some questions. That stream and a link to the playback will be available to all patrons. So make it happen. And as Wolf says, all the links are in the show notes. Now, back to you, Wolfie. Wolfie, Wolfie. Well, well, well. Look who finally showed up to the grease pit. It's you, my beautiful child. Join me in the barrel. Take a load off. Uh, Wait, no, don't. Get hyped. Because you are tuned into the biggest, baddest radio station on this dimension's block. 694.2 PTBP. Uh.
We got a new Howlin' with Wolf this week, and it comes from someone named Curtain Plastic, who did the most damnedest, gosh darn dirtiest, delicious, dutiful thing you can do. She wrote us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Hell yeah, dude. She writes, I would like to shout out my D&D group who I hope will soon dive into the world of Delta Green with me. Shout out to my two amazing DMs, Zach and Nick. To my fellow player, Will, and to the love of my life who I'm honored to roleplay in more than one way with... Lucas. Also, shout out to Zach, Luke, Joe, Thomas, and Justin for all the hard work and time y'all have put into this. Y'all are fucking killing it. <laughs> well, thanks, Curtain Plastic. But I, uh, can't help but notice that you didn't include little old Wolfie in your shout-out list. I'm gonna assume it's because, uh, we all just know who really makes the show so great. It's a, a me is who. And my producer, somewhat, I guess. And now I want to let it be known. I have never been invited to a D&D group. Not a single time. And I still don't really know what the hell y'all are doing in these groups. And honestly, it freaks me the freak out. So I never ask. Y'all, when Instagram went down, a part of me rejoiced, because finally, all of y'all were living in Wolfie's world. The other part of me, that is bound by my producer's contract, is here to tell you to follow along and tag the show at Pretending Pod. There's even a handy link in the show notes. For now... Because the internet, Gambino nice, might go down again. Ooh, spooky. We're proud to have a new sponsor here at 694.2 PTBP. I think this sponsor is very good and necessary. So this week's news segment is brought to you by Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. It's time for the news. Last time, Keith turned into Keith's and eliminated the threat of the wormy ceiling. Pretty straightforward stuff, I'd say. And now, for the last time, an absolute banger. It's Dragon in 3 with What Kind of World Are You Living In? It's like definitely 30 seconds. I didn't think it was going to be that loud. <laughs> Dude, why would you do anything that made sound? Because <laughs> I was like, in the, I don't in the know. only 30 seconds. <laughs> this will be an excellent time to pop my nuts. <laughs> Honestly, that's the thought that went through my mind. I'm like, I'm going to do it right now. It's nice and quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so loud. I think maybe sub- subconsciously I was like, 
Let's see how loud it is. <laughs> when you were a kid at school and they made you do like 30 seconds of silence at school, did you like pop your knuckles during that? No, I was a like super Wait, follow the silence? rules kind of kid. Hmm? Before they recorded your glasses? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Well, you got to get room noise. Right. Uh, just one day out of the year really needed <laughs> room noise. I'm recording you all. Class, as you know, it's September 11th today, and we need to get room noise. Yeah. Yeah. Class, as you know, this is a two-party consent state, so I am informing you that you are being recorded. If any of you little fuckers have a problem with that, you speak up now. And then they read uh, the, Where the Red Fern Grows audiobook. They're recording the audio book yeah. for it. Damn it. Old <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to start? No. Am I on a big TV again? Yeah. 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 Am you're I like, full screened? You're full screened. You are. You're, you're like almost screen. life-sized. You're, you're like your, three-quarter Justin. Your beard mustache <laughs> looks incredible. There's right not now. really a beard anymore, right? Chops. Well, it's like chops. It's you got the I chops mean, mustache. Yeah, burns mustache. When this is gone, is it a, is a beard a beard if there is no chin? You don't have hair. a beard. No, you have uh, long sideburns. Dude, your into mustache, a mustache connects with to your burns. Goatee. I think you've got a beard. I don't think you have. A oh, beard. is that is that the differentiator? I would call what you have right now a. I wouldn't call Almost it a beard. Almost a beard. I don't know. I would call <laughs> it a beard. a beard. I disagree. You don't it's a have variety a beard right of now. beard. Uh, I like it, though. This internet website claims that that mm-hmm. style of facial hair is called Van Dyke. Friendly Mutton Chops. Oh, I don't like that name <laughs> I <at> do. all. <laughs> I feel like Mutton Chops, once you've got chops... That's a beard, not just sideburns. Well, I feel like Mutton Chops... The, the chops are the... I feel like the Mutton Chops are like not... Like like grown down, like if if your hair was longer, you know what I mean. I mean the yeah type like if you think of a dude with a mutton chop like thing. I'm thinking like Red Dead style mutton chops. We'll have to take a group but if picture. You take the mutton chops down to like a two, then you've got what he's got. Which are those are lamb chops. You've got lamb chops. I like lamb chops, uh, gentlemen. Lamb chops. Uh, we'll have to take a, a group picture with the TV. Yes, yes. that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Uh oh. Oh, it just froze on Zach whenever you went, ah, like when you started laughing, <laughs> and it like faded. It went like, you went like, ha, 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 Get a good Jimmy Beautiful. Carr laugh in there. Wait. That's not, it's a little bit. It's It starts, more, it's like, he's hawking from the beginning, like, <laughs> like, but there, it's there's, so it's more staccato though. There's, know, there's bigger breaks. Yeah. It sounds so fake. <laughs> Not knowing what Jimmy Carr's laugh sounds like. Well, did we that nail was, it? That was great. <laughs> it's <laughs> a weird <laughs> thing that I didn't even notice that was a thing until I saw that video, like compilation of it. I was like, he's got a hearty laugh. He's a he's a jovial man. And then I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, that's fucking weird. <laughs> We've come to the end, guys. I mean, we're not there yet. We have an episode to go, but but yeah, I mean, but this is that. This is that episode. This is <laughs> is this one thirteen? One thirteen out for two or three more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, man. When we started, I don't know what number I had in my head, but I don't think it was this many. <laughs> For one for one season, I think I told you guys uh, f- in the forties. Yeah, 
mid mid forties. I'm glad it's been this long though. We've this done a lot of stuff. Me. It's also been it's also <laughs> been a running thing moved. that you would often say to us, Okay, this this next part's gonna take an episode and then that next part would be five episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's also a running thing from our very first like role playing games together where yeah, you're like, right. I think this will take an evening and then it took a month. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did, I forget if it was like a couple episodes ago or whatever, but listening to it where it was like, yeah, this whole time, five days. Five days. days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Which thing, we did go back in time a couple times. And that's right. Yeah. That's true. It's more like a few hundred years. We had an offshoot. This one in particular makes sense for as far as <laughs> five days ago. Yeah. 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 We relived that one afternoon. Oh, a lot. A lot of times. <laughs> At least we never... Uh, went to a waffle house and made our orders in character like we made Zach listen to one time <laughs> at our home session. It was like the first campaign that we were running and before you even dove into the scenario at hall you were like our characters are probably hungry. Right, it was when we thought about sleeping and eating food. So and- <laughs> I was like, okay, let's let's go to this waffle house. And I wanted I wanted pancakes. Do you guys want to go to waffle house after this? No. Luke wanted pancakes, so then they had to go across the street. I think it was the Pancake Palace, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it wasn't a Waffle House. It was a Pancake Palace. And then we went through a full round of ordering breakfast foods and drinks where I just played your server. (laughs) Did you like that? Yes. It's my favorite (laughs) role-playing moment of all time. (laughs) I wish I was at Waffle House right now, and I'm pretty pissed Luke said he didn't want to get it after this. You didn't want to celebrate the end of recording season one with a trip to Waffle House? (laughs) (laughs) That that is so incomprehensible to me. (laughs) I eat Waffle House for lunch sometimes because it's like right down the street from my work. And I'm sad every time I do. <laughs> are you getting dope like waffles and eggs or are you getting like a sensible lunch meal? Like No, I get breakfast food every time. Breakfast food. Breakfast food. <laughs> breakfast food? I if you don't like their eggs, hash browns, and waffles. Hey, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying when I go there by myself at twelve thirty on a Tuesday. I'm a little bit sad. You get the blue mood? Yeah, but is that like a I get pre-existing <laughs> condition? or I get the blue mood, and uh, the waitress comes up. She's like, you got sweaty blood. <laughs> okay, like, I know. I, give me the fucking hash brown. You're telling me you still have the blue mood after the waitress calls you hun. <laughs> yeah, I say, I want the hash browns chopped and screwed. <laughs> <laughs> What is your Waffle House hash brown order, Joe? Uh, smothered covered diced, I think is what I do. Luke? Smothered covered capped. Smothered covered. Scattered covered smothered. What's scattered? So scattered. Uh, crispy. Where scattered. it's all crispy, uh. yeah. Well, so I think that's a holdover because you can ask for ring also. It, I think you get scattered if you don't ask for ring. No, it specifically says scattered like crispy. Yeah. Because oh, okay. they, they make it thinner. Yeah. So that it all gets the even coating I, I of liked, heat. I like the crisp on top and I like that little mushy underneath. Mm-hmm. I like a little mush to it. I like almost like a cake, like a mm. latka. Justin, throwing it back. Do you to have the a waffle old, house old hash brown country. order? I just get them extra crispy, and then I throw salt and pepper and ketchup on them because I'm a monster. I throw a Tabasco <laughs> sauce on there. Tabasco, yeah, Tabasco. Right. Ooh, a little hot sauce too. Yeah. I generally like to mix them up with my over easy eggs and get all that yolk. Up There's in your problem, the hash dude. Browns. You're not yolk? getting them scrambled cheesy eggs. I'm a big mix all your food together type of guy. Hard say. Sure. Yeah, my eggs go right on top of those hash browns as soon as it arrives. Flop them. Flop them on top. Floop. 
Dude, I went to uh, WF Cody's for lunch today. Love WF Cody's. I ordered a half pound Larry burger, That's which the is one to get. yeah, with uh, fried American cheese, fried egg. It was packed in there. I had to like sit at the bar at a. You pool. found this tiny chair that was Literally, just sitting in the corner. Well, I was sitting right next to the uh, Touch Tunes thing, which is super fucking annoying because there was a bunch of drunk people in there at. This 12. is lunch. This is twelve thirty. Oh, it's, it's WF Cody's. Yeah. Bunch of drunk people playing pool, like trying to like shove me out of the way so that they could play their touch tunes next. Anyway, she brings out the full pound burger, and I'm like, I didn't order that. And she's like, Oh, sorry, I just rang it, rang it in wrong. And I'm Do like, you want to eat all this meat? I'm like, well, I eat it, but I won't. I don't want to pay seven extra dollars for it. And she's like, Yeah, just eat it. I ate the whole fucking thing, and I felt like shit all the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, dude. Half a pound is, like, too big. Half a pound yeah. is a lot, I ate a man. whole one-pound burger Jesus. and most of the fries Jeez. that came with it. Well, I guess it's a double quarter pounder. Hungry boy. I could kill one I of those a, right now. I ate a quadruple quarter pounder. Today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Shit. Uh, I actually celebrated my 21st birthday at WF Cody's. When I was 18 years old. <laughs> at 1230. <laughs> at 12.30 in the afternoon. We went in and like they just sang me happy birthday and we did the whole thing and they brought shots out for us. Well, you just and, said like, you were 21? We could probably go do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's turning 21? You? Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yes. As long as you're singing happy birthday. I mean, if anybody's turning 21, it's Yeah, me. it would be Lukey. And I would say just give me a full one pound burger. <laughs> I'm I'm down to eat two pounds of two meat pounds today. of burger today. <laughs> okay, so we've got you guys in this realm. I that think that you've was good in. for an episode. Okay, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, like yeah. let's wrap it here. Let's so, one thirteen. We'll see you all. It'll be a couple weeks before one fourteen. Finale. <laughs> actually, I think finale one twenty. That sounds good. Uh, I think finale one twenty and the next what six episodes recap of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and due. then we'll do the and then we'll do the finale. The actual finale. Well, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, what, what I think we should do is this should just be the finale. It's just, right. it's just uh, what we did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll see we'll how that, that goes. Out and be like we'll episode one thirteen is the finale, and then never release an episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's a lot of fun. That and would really just, fuck like, with some people. Disappear. And then we just the fade in the night and, the t- and become like insurance salesmen and. <laughs> Bankers. 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 It's so, so, so dark. In this Waffle House. I feel God <laughs> in, feel this God in this house. Waffle House. <laughs> I'm going to be an asshole and say I got to, let me just piss before we piss actually your get pants, into bro. the. Piss into your pants, the, bro. We're in a good, like, we're rolling here. It's been hot. Okay, continue. <laughs> it is so dark here. And you feel so content and so strange. This whole time you felt this way, but there was so much going on, so much stress, so much noise, so many threats, challenging what the rest of your lives, your existence will be. Not only your existence, but the existence of everyone you've ever known, and not only the individuals that you've come into contact with, but every version of those individuals and every version of yourselves that's all been at risk until now. The voices of the Keiths ring out 
almost infinitely. I love, I love me in very, 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 It's just one of them eating it. <laughs> They've somehow yeah, manifested had, in, into exactly. all of their hands. <laughs> okay, now. Myriad brought the Oreo McFlurry in the first place. You think Myriad can't get itself an Oreo fucking McFlurry? <laughs> so, Keith, as Myriad, have you changed the physical appearance of yeah. these creatures? So, uh, as a. Uh, Myriad was popping in. They were popping in in the form of Keith. Keith, who was in the body of the Myriad that he had switched into within, you know, seconds, minutes, had switched forms. Every Myriad is Keith, but Keith's body, inhabited by Myriad, is also still Keith. Right, so do you do you know where that is, or has he wandered off into the crowd of Keiths? <laughs> oh no, he's the only one without he's, a McFlurry. Yeah, <laughs> yes, the only Keith without a McFlurry is Myriad Keith, and Keiths are keeping an eye on it. As he was quapping about trying to like get yeah. used to his body, like Keith in the body of Myriad just like slides by and lifts the McFlurry out of his hand. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> As soon as soon as uh, Myriad Keiths took the McFlurry out of Keith, <laughs> then every Myriad Keith had a McFlurry had a in McFlurry, there. McFlurry, of course. What are the Keiths wearing? Refer back to episode one of pretending to be people. I just did police uniform. Pants big are too bridges. big. Big old bridges. Big old bridges. Well, most of them are wearing that. Some of them are wearing. Um, too tight polo with way too big cargo shorts. Some are wearing um, the other things that Keith has worn throughout. The- <laughs> are there any other classic? Keith are there outfits? any? Well, are there any Dan Flashes Keiths as a like little <laughs> wink to Keith's creator Luke? Some of the Keiths look at some of the new ones popping in, and they're like, "That's a really complicated shirt." Like as Keith gets more confident in manifesting the myriads, he's like getting fancier <laughs> yeah. and fancier. Uh, they're becoming more like the true vision that Keith has of himself. And as I mean, and literally by the second, there's ten, twenty, forty, a thousand, ten thousand Keiths popping in. But the one Keith without the McFlurry is quapping around, and uh, main Keith sits him down on the Me. ground. And Keith is like pointing his two fingers at his eyes. Yeah. You're one right now. And probably forever. You're one. Does that make sense? Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. And I'm, and I'm ready to uh, get out of here. And when you look around at the boys, you see a chanting Luminous Land liturgy still keeping up with overclocking this uh, Clark Bishop that has become the overseer. And you also see Clark Bishop standing nearby. You see Planet Juggernaut, who is being topped by. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. Did you mean perhaps mounted? Mounted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, written, so written hard by... A, a word with no connotation yeah. whatsoever. Mounted by this... <laughs> This John that has been created out of him, out of himself, out of this muck that is dark and just wondrous 
collection of colors, some of which the human eye, your specific human eyes, have never been able to comprehend before, are twisted in. You know what? As much as it sparkles and, and flashes, there's a little, two little extra bright spots for his eyes. Oh, I love that. And, uh, and he's got a cowboy hat uh, mounting his head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> topping his head. <laughs> That is the group that you see. The, the the only people who are here who are not chanting, the bodies of both Drew Pages, fuck me, Drew Pages and Carrie, Drew Andrews and Carrie Pages. Keith is looking around for people that aren't Keith, and he's getting pretty fucking confused because he's seeing lots of different kinds of Keiths. He's seeing fancy Keiths, expensive shirt Keiths. He's seeing big pants Keiths. Um... And he's like, sits down, closes his eyes. All of a sudden, there's only one Keith. Cool. Nice. Don, you have just, I mean. Well, so the John sacrificed itself. So yeah. I think that was the ball. So yeah. So that I ball think is think you're released. Yeah. Don is his own, his own man now, once again. Yeah, as you see that skeleton of your brother or nephew. <laughs> what does it look like when a when a ball burns out? Has that happened before? No, it's just this charred one inch in diameter sphere, like a bad marshmallow. I'm thinking of oh, like no. you know when you burn one of those uh, snake fireworks. That's what the whole <laughs> deal looks like. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was imagining because as the huge legs, so I was wondering if it just like well, it's, disintegrated. It's all, yeah, it's all been kind of floating above you, and then it just it just collapses to the ground. All made out of that snake firework material. Yes, yeah. yes. pure carbon, crumbly. Yeah. And, yeah. Don is like absolutely exhausted and kind of like on his hands and knees on the ground after using all of his as much magic as he's ever used in that short amount of time in his entire life just emotionally overwhelmed by everything. I think he's kind of taking a, a breather in this second after just the complete, completely overwhelmed by everything. The wand is still in his hand. And he, <laughs> feels a, he feels a fiery glow from it for a moment. And then that fiery glow. No, he's alive in that wand. <laughs> Not alive. <laughs> There's something. He's got a special magic wand now. <laughs> special John... A magic John wand. If you want a wand, you get your magic John wand. I know the Discord said they liked when we sing, but it doesn't mean it's just like always good when we sing. <laughs> wow. A magic <laughs> John wand. If you want a John, have your magic John wand. If you want a John, have your magic John wand. If you want a John, have your magic John wand. Wow. That was impressive. Keith is sitting there like he's hearing this from some like alternative plane he's like what the oh, fuck yeah. is going on here he's hearing the magic john wand song <laughs> <laughs> amongst every other song that we've ever sang yeah cue that up now <laughs> fuck you <laughs> can can don in fact feel like the presence of of john in in this yeah, you can feel John in this wand. I feel God in this wandful <laughs> house. Um, Nailed it. I think it's just you feel, you know, you've got like a magic sword. I think Don clutches it close to his chest kind of as he's like crumpled over a little bit with like the little embers still burning a little bit from the wand. Drew! <laughs> Drew! Don't you know everything? Can't you just look at him? <laughs> I mean, Keith is not... He's not grown accustomed it's to... It's been literally 
seconds or minutes since he's been in this. The body of Carrie Pages runs up to you and is like, hello, hello, sir. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is so good to see you. Shut up. And Keith is just like rubbing his head because in Keith's mind, he's just hearing things from different planes of reality, and it's really fucking him up. (sighs) And he points at the radio. Get Carrie. Get Carrie. Carrie, Councilwoman Carrie Pages here, and if you are willing to what? make... T- Shut up. And a, a Keith pops up and just hands the radio to Drew, pushes the two together, and flips the switch. How are you powering it? It's still broken technically, so it needs some ooze inside. Three or four Keiths pop up, handfuls of ooze. <laughs> they slam some ooze into this glass chamber that's shattered but they put the ooze just in enough to where the light flips turns green green light lit on this radio a bright flash lights up and you see shadows of each of you in the endless horizon and because there's nothing to stop the light really for an almost indeterminate amount of space away from you, your shadows all light up and look enormous surrounding this place. That's cool. And in the darkness... Fellas? Oh my god, it's me! It's me and I'm inside me! <laughs> Young, uh, The younger of the Clarks uh, goes running up to him and grabbing him by the shoulders and he's smiling big. True, true. Bubblegum tree! Bubblegum tree! But we did it! He gives you a huge hug. We did it! Muck John descends down in front of him and like tips his cowboy hat and says, Welcome back. John, John, you're you're amazing. I know, bud. Look at you! Oh, look at all of you! Oh, you did so good! Oh my god! And then he starts transforming before your eyes. And his Into tentacles Mary. come out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Thulu. <laughs> oh, shit. A million Keiths come out and just suffocate him. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Officer Bishop, you have... And she's crying, and you hear through this darkness, these licks, these... Oh, Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Oh, Tyler. You're so good. Oh, my goodness. I I put a hand on her shoulder. I told you I'd find him. Oh, thank you. You've saved my contention. Okay, so if we're here, are we here forever? Do we set up, what's first, a post office? (laughs) (laughs) Overseer starts walking over. Well, I, I, uh, I I guess it's up to us at this point what happens now but uh, I think with the help of Miria Keith here Keith Riad Keith Riad Keith Riad Keith is like sitting cross-legged on the ground like rubbing his temples like looks like he's in pain I think with uh, with his help here I think I think I, I can I can handle some some rebuilding and I, I think he, he can probably navigate better than I can I, I think we can set things right at this point because Keith Beans is is now a a Heinz mind? Yeah. yeah uh, cl- close enough. Close enough, Drew. 
Or maybe he's when there's a bunch of them, he's the creatures of the black legume. No, that that was actually great because of the beans. That, that's that's a good. That's a really good one. You dude. like that one? That's that's really good. <laughs> Those are the only two I have. God, it's good to see you again. And <laughs> overseer gives him a hug. Oh, and Drew is just like, oh man, in this like triangle hug between the two Clark bishops. <laughs> His face is just poking through in between their shoulders and looking up to this muck John who slips a tentacle of ooze in there and like pats his back. You know you uh. You didn't do what I told you to do. You ended up going to Maggie's. And he looks angry for a second. Yeah. And then he smiles. It brought us here, though, I guess. Uh, I'm sorry. All's well that ends well. I was really scared. I've been scared for so long. Five days. (laughs) It's a long time when you're trapped inside a councilwoman. A lot of responsibility. Oh my yeah. goodness, the meetings. <laughs> as as everybody's talking, Keith is like starting to turn pale and like sweating, and the whole area is starting to kind of rumble a little bit. Keith, you uh, you okay over there? We gotta get out of here. Why? Why? This can be our home. This? I mean, it's not much to look at. I can hear. So many things from everywhere. And I think we just need to get back. I just don't want to hear all of this anymore. It's your old Keith Almighty situation. I hope it's Bruce and not Evan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you you kinda are the sequel to Myriad though, so <laughs> You might be Evan. We're- I like I, I myself, John Lee Pennymore. I like that movie. Keith's eyes open up <laughs> wide, and he's like, "We have to get out of here. <laughs> I will not fucking be Evan Almighty." <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's Steve Corral everyone up, and then let's get out of here. Wow, <laughs> dang, Drew, you're really Damn. laying them down yeah, today. <laughs> you're positively giddy to be back in your body, hey, boys, 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 boys. What do we want to do? Where do we want to go? We can do anything. We being me, but also we being us. Overseer saying, well, yeah, uh, we, we, we can we can do we can do whatever whatever we we want. And he turns to younger Clark. I'm uh I'm not I'm not sure that you can. I think uh, I think you need to do the things that I did. Because that's how I ended up here. Somebody, somebody has to be the overseer when this all happens. When it happened, it's it's the short end of the stick. I'm, it's uh, it's not uh, it's not ideal. But uh, as he's saying all this to Clark, there's not a single thing in his face that gives away anything. He is smiling broad and big. And he goes, yeah, dude, no, of course. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> I had already thought about that, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I, I, I I'm the I, I win. I'm the I'm the savior. I'm the I'm the guy who does everything. I, I, I it's I become you, and and then you work with me in the future. And yeah, cool. Send me where you need me to. Just just shoot me away. I'm good. I'm I've I've got plans. I know I need to run and tell Drew something sometime. I'll I'll write them down. I'll write it down all the notes. I got it. I I'll, I got it. Just shoot me on. <laughs> I am ready to go. As soon as he says that, a uh, a Keith pops up behind him with like this uh, kind of almost like golden 
robe with a very long hood and just you know the one you've been seeing the overseer wear this whole time <laughs> and places it over clark overseer said well that's that's an upgrade uh, it looks good on you though the keith pops out of existence <laughs> clark the just uh just take it easy out there uh, it's uh, it's a long 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 road but I got you set up over in that tower over there. You should be. You should be have all the things you need there. That's kind of your home base. That's where I set up. Um, it's uh, it's up to you now. Cool. Right on. I'll. I'll uh, you guys. Uh, hey, it was great working with you guys. Uh, I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad it uh, ended up the way it did. Uh, uh, Keith, uh, congratulations on it? your newfound powers. And John, it's been the ride of a lifetime. Is uh, or uh, several. <laughs> Is this it, Clark? That's it. Yeah, afraid so. I mean, I, I'll see you guys a lot coming up. Uh, there's a lot of lot of looping and resetting, and I I kind of I kind of twiddle my fingers in there. You guys remember, <laughs> but I guess you won't know that it's me then. It's it's all right. I'm I, I'm sure I'll get used to it. Keith stands up and feeling pretty emotional, thinking that he might not see Clark for maybe not ever again, but maybe not for a little while and kind of loses control of his emotions and hundreds of thousands of Keiths appear behind him and they all you know are a little tear running down their face and Keith reaches his hand out to Clark Clark slaps it away and brings him in for a big old Clark bear hug and Keith just hugs him as tight as he can two or three other Keiths come in and hug him too <laughs> it's a dog pile <laughs> John, John, John. John, 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 get on in here. Come on. Like iridescent tears are streaming down his face. And um, he ma- he makes himself look a little more like John. It's less the goo, the goo world John. And he kind of manifests the John you knew on the, the first day of all this. At least, you know, in the bust. Right. There's still mostly a goo body. <laughs> but it looks like John Lee Pettymore the third. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, fourth. Fourth. It's good to see. You. I haven't seen that face in a while. That's a uh, that, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah. Well, shut up, baby. I know. <laughs> a fifth. A fifth. Keith comes in behind John and pushes him into the group hug. <laughs> John breaks down. He hugs back, but he's just like heaving. You can't hear him crying, but he's just convulsing. Yeah. Uh, the extra Keiths fade away, and it's just the three the three of us group hugging. And then Keith steps back, and well, if you're gonna if you're gonna stay here, John, what are you gonna do? I'm of this world. I think I might try to go back through one of those doors and see where the next ones lead. Will we? Uh, will Will we see you again? Keith, you're you're God. You'll see all of us whenever you want. Well, I know what I'm going to do, and I'm going to stay where I go. I don't plan on visiting other worlds or other planes. Is there is there anything I can do for you guys before I go? Is there anything you want? Uh, the overseer steps up. Well, um, if you're... Uh... If you're offering, I, I, I feel like my job's kind of done. I think I might be in for a reward of some sort. Is that, can I ask you to, you kind of control reality now, right? As far as I understand it in the past 45 seconds to two minutes, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think you can, uh, you can 
can you can you slot me in somewhere where I'm a I'm like a like a detective from like those books or movies and I want to be a noir style detective somewhere. I don't know if this sounds uh <laughs> I don't know if this sounds up your alley, but uh I've got an idea. Do you trust me? Uh, I, I, sure, of course. We did we did it together. Yeah. Come with me and uh we'll be happy. All right. And Keith reaches out his hand to the overseer and he grabs it. Three up and down handshake and then he motions him to like just like stand right beside him. Wait, real fast before we go and uh the overseer is going to do a, a something. He's going to do a spell or something to send the liturgy. Uh he wants to drop them doing their chants and send them back to where they are from. Okay, so as soon as the liturgy breaks and the chanting whispers have dissipated. Thanks for all your help, everyone. That was a good show. Clark, Bishop! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Gary Daly falls to his knees and just begins weeping endlessly. Oh, God! Harry! Harry! A Keith pops up behind him and starts like just kind of rubbing his shoulders a little bit. I can't go on. I can't do it. Gary, I'm 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 terribly sorry that we can we can save Henry. That's uh Harry. Oh fuck. (laughs) And he grabs (laughs) he grabs uh he grabs onto your uniform the shoulders on both sides and gets real fistfuls of cloth, you know, on either side and just buries his face into your chest and is like, that, that old turkey neck's name was Harry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's been, it's been a century since I've seen him. I'm sorry about that. And he's, he's mine and I can't do it without him. And he, uh, he looks up into your eyes with just plea. If you're gonna take me somewhere, can you take me where he's there? Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, I look over at Keith. Yeah, we we can we we can do that. That's that's something I can do and he can do together. We can make sure that for sure happens. He's easy, easy. Okay, easy peasy. Well, if if I go there and he's there, <laughs> would I also be there? <laughs> and Keith puts his hand on his shoulder. <laughs> hey, look. Keith reaches out with his hand, and in his hand is a little tiny figurine of Harry with a big bowl of pho in his hands. Aww. We're all going to a good place. As soon as we get done here, we're going to a good place. Overseer turns to the crowd. As, as, as a matter of fact, if anybody if any, uh, if any anybody wants to go anywhere, that's we can just do that, right? Isn't that right? I think we can, I think we can just send you back to a better place. Keith, roll unarmed combat. Oh, what? <laughs> 64. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a fail, so. <laughs> yeah. Mildred Mitchell catches you with a sneak attack from behind, puts her tiny, frail old lady arms around your neck from the back, and she's trying to choke you out. She didn't deserve it. What did you do to my baby? What did you do to my baby? Ten Keiths pop out and gently remove her from <laughs> Keith. And then a Tildy B pops up in front of her. Grandma? Grandma? 
and they just run to each other and embrace in this dim, dim light of this world. And the the tilde B like looks around at all the other Keiths and does a shrug. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it's just Keith? It's just Keith. It's just fucking Keith. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Okay, so Mildred starts hugging her and is like, "What is it? What? Is it, are you? Are you okay? Um, I'm super okay, Grandma. Roll persuade, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh no, that's a success or the fifty-seven on a sixty. Ah." <laughs> <sighs> And Mildred is so happy and relieved to finally be reunited with her granddaughter, Tilde B. Mitchell. And Keith looks at him, hey, you guys have got a place in uh, at my place. Same as the overseer, same as anybody else here that doesn't want to go back to their, their plane. Uh, I'm going to let that persuade roll over. Yes. We can be together. We can be a family again. Jack Perlman. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Jesus. Jack Perlman and <laughs> Everett Pace uh, look at each other and also see Greer Hilfentop Kermunker now and a bartender and a piano player and a gambler named Thomas. They're all from the same time period in contention. They all recognize each other. You're saying I can uh, go anywhere that I want. Don't have to be back where I came from. Yeah, I, I think that's what we're saying. I think I think we can get you get you set up any way you want. I used to have a, a ranch with the, with all these horses, and I just love love just a, a big old ranch with a, a big old herd of horses that need tending to that I can take care of, surrounded by beautiful nature, lakes, a cellar full of good whiskey, a couple of dogs to keep me company, a room devoted to all kinds of good books. I, I think that's the life I could love. Keith uh, speaks up. What was your name again? Jack Perlman. Jack, <sighs> Jack, if you come with me, I can give you, I can give you everything you want. Uh, Everett comes toddling up. Hey, uh, Jack, uh, that sounds. Oh, that's, Everett. That uh, that sounds pretty nice. You think maybe I could have a have a little shack out there on the edge of your property? I think that'd do just fine, Everett. Hey, Everett, have you ever wanted more than a shack? Oh hell no! I just want my shack. Duly noted. It's what I can tend to. It's what I like. Oh, yes, and I would very much like uh, some sort of building where I could do my workouts and squash the watermelons with my thighs. Come with me. My name is Greer. I don't, I didn't ask what your name was, but. Uh... He just promised you watermelons, man. He didn't ask. Hilfintop Kermunker now, and I w- if you are willing to, to furnish watermelons for me. oh. As I said, Jack over here. If you come with me, I can give you whatever you want. Okay. Everett turns around to the Thomas the Gambler and the bartender, bartender and, and piano player. Piano player. You guys are welcome to come with us. You're 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 part of our crew as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah. I sure I sure would like to come with y'all if we could get some sort of tavern set up. Sir, what's your name? Oh, my name's Sparkin. Sparkin. What do you want? 
Oh, you know me, I just love having a having a bar to slide glass down, you know? <laughs> if you come with me, you can slide glass all day. And all night. Oh, I like the sound of that. And he slaps the piano player on the back and is like, Hey, does that mean that I, I that there'll be a piano there for me to tickle the fun tickle the tickle the offerings? <laughs> Keith has a uh, another Keith pop up in front of him and like get down on all fours and Keith steps up on his back. Anybody here that wants to come with me, you'll have a place. Anything you want, I can give to you if you come with me. Gesture over to Clark. So, uh, make your decision, I guess. I won't be mad. He won't be mad. This is that scene in every dog movie where the bad guy and the main character stand on opposite sides. And, like, call the dog to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and in this case, we've got a raccoon, a chunk kitty, uh, a distinguished gray dog, an old, chunky, proud chipmunk. Uh, we've got Tyler, the excitable black lab, a friendly woodpecker, an old gray squirrel, a golden retriever, Bean, is there as Bean. well. Salem the cat's body has been mewing constantly at the radio, just pawing at the radio and mewing (laughs) over and over. Archie and Taco joined the group as well. And that whole mess of fun time, contention, contention, critter, coalition, animals all swarm toward Keith. Clark, I step down from the Keith that's bent over and motion you toward (laughs) To like step up on there, please, please call me, call me overseer. I, 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 I'm no, I'm no longer Clark. Overseer. <laughs> <laughs> Keith uh, rolls his eyes a little bit, <laughs> but he's like, uh, "Well, I've I've said my piece, uh, overseer. Say what you must." I, I'm I'm gonna need your help here, Keith. But yeah, you, you everybody ready? We're, we're gonna send you. Clara Blankenship and Casey Kristoff, the only two that I haven't mentioned yet, also go and join the group that is standing over by the Keiths. Who's in a Clark slash Overseers group? I don't, I, I don't picture us dividing like that. Do you? Uh, no, but that's oh, what's okay. funny is that Keith is seeing as as a competition, right, 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 and right. everyone goes to Keith's side, and he just looks at you with this smug face. <laughs> okay, rolls yeah, rolls his fucking eyes. Like. Guess they all. <laughs> I guess they went with God. <laughs> Your wife kissed me on the cheek earlier tonight. Wait, what is that from? <laughs> I think you should leave. And look at you now. Yes, <laughs> everyone's yes. coming to party <laughs> in my, my house. house. <laughs> I will say uh, I was not picturing it like that at all I was thinking like If you want to go back to your old life Go with him If you want to follow a uh, Have you heard of Jesus? A Jesus-like character? Come with me (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, Overseer has been in concert with you Because I think that the deal is that The Overseer is going to be able to help Like create portals But you're the one who's going to be able to create realities yeah, over right. series well, with okay. you, but Clark is staying here to wait his time in the tower. What's Don doing? What's John doing? He's rolling off almost into the sunset on planet Juggernaut, but he looks down at Don as he passes, and he says, Uncle Don, you've been in this world a lot longer than me, and I plan on bringing some law to it. You want to ride the Juggernaut across these 
cosmic planes with me. Don, like, formally crumpled over, hugging the thing, did not know that you were John, because he thought the John he was with was the John. (laughs) Oh, hey, there were three of us, bud. Hearing the voice, because he's heard it so many times come from the spheres now, he's like, you're a... Hell, hell yeah, boy! Hell yeah! And he's like, starts like getting super pumped. He puts the wand into his pants pocket and like runs up to the planet Juggernaut. And he's like, "Let's bring some law to this lawless land." Yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and Uzarm shoots down from like high atop Planet Juggernaut, and your nephew, your Ooze nephew, like flings you up on top next to him. And together you top Planet Juggernaut (laughs) into the sunset. Yes! Oh, I want to read that comic. Oh my god, brother! Nick Nichols, is that Planet Juggernaut about to head the fuck out of here, out into the sunset forever? My brother, it does appear he's heading off into a sort of sunset, if I had to put a word to it. Oh my god, well, before he quite leaves, let's go ahead and get our question in. They keep calling him Keith. What do you think about this fellow so far? Now, is this the Keith that we like, or is this another Keith? I would say that we definitely like this one, because he seems to be granting people's wishes, and my wish to this Keith. Are you listening, Keith? Hundreds of voices. What's What's up? up? I don't know about you, Nick, but for me, Nick, personally, I would love for Richard Dick Nichols to join us. Here of this very last treasurable time in our lives. What do you think about getting them here? The wildest versions of them that are there. I'd love to get all of the old family. (laughs) Get the family back together. As you're talking talking and looking at each other, you can see on either of your necks, something start to like kind of start poking. Oh my. Poking out. Oh my goodness. Oh Devin. Oh, Dick Nichols, is that you? Oh, I believe it is, oh, brother. I haven't seen you in forever, my dear. Oh, clasp hands with me, brother. Oh, yes. And our hands are tiny little hands that are what? Poking out of skin? No, your uh, heads just grow like on the, your neck and shoulder. Okay. So you're like yeah. two-headed. Should we nuzzle our our our? Yes. Our- <laughs> Oh, nuzzle with me, brother. Yes, our temples will touch again. forever. Oh. You know, <laughs> when I when I first heard those characters, I thought they were just, you know, like British or something, you know, like all the classic movie villains. But then I realized they were actually queer-coded, like all the classic movie villains. So aren't you the classic movie villains, Zach and Justin? I would say that we're the heroes of this story, my dear. <laughs> if anyone thinks different, they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, this simpleton talking to us. Oh, my goodness. He knows not of what he speaks. Well, I personally think it's really nice to have the nickel nickels, all the four nickels, quad nickels, all together here. To, we're coming up right now. We're all walking up here on Planet Juggernaut. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look at him, he's round. Oh, look, he's he's round, brother. He's a round mound of something, I tell you. Oh, I just I want to work. What do you want to do? do, 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 do. <laughs> well, what are we, we going to do now? Should we, should we ask him if we could go with him? Let's, uh, let's uh, hold on. He holds both his microphones out and walks directly towards them. Uh, yeah, uh, Nick walks up. Tink, tink, tink. 
Uh, Mr. P- Mr. Juggernaut. So Goo John feels like a tug at his shoulder, <laughs> and it's this little tendril from Planet Juggernaut, and they they stopped their like dramatic mosey into the sunset, and John looks down and he sees the nickels like far below him, and there's this little Planet Juggernaut tendril like right next to him in the shape of a hand with its finger out, given the like just a minute hand gesture. What do you need, boys? Ask Mick. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can, Mick. Oh, come on. I bet you can do it. Oh, we oh, believe in you. You must do it. Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. Do you think we could... I'm holding both the microphones up, and I'm, like, pressing them against them. Can we follow you? And, like, you do stuff, and we say stuff in the microphone. About oh, we talk about it. <laughs> follow me, boys. And then a little, like vacuum hose comes out yes. and the microphones are ripped out of your hands and almost the skin is oh. nearly ripped off your oh. hands Jesus! and then you are sucked into Planet Juggernaut okay John we can go but before you really can go this whole time uh, Drew Andrews has been making his way assertively out toward Planet Juggernaut and John to say one final farewell. John sees it. He he doesn't need. He sees Drew strutting out towards him. Nay. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> horse, horse things. things. Hold Whoa, on, Planet Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Do you have any cool BDSM stuff on Planet Juggernaut to like hold on? <laughs> Like horses have. <laughs> oh, horses do have cool BDSM stuff on, don't they? Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Horses are rad. <laughs> horses are freaks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Ask them answered. <laughs> I, no, so, so there is like, it doesn't look like it's even attached. It's, it's, it's the right size, but it looks so comically small on the top of Planet mm. Juggernaut. But he does have a perfect, just like cowboy saddle. Love it. Made <laughs> out of the shifting, Aww. starry, ethereal, yeah, incandescent, yeah. beautiful, iridescent star like muck. Beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. <laughs> From inside, you hear. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So, yeah, he. <laughs> He pulls on some like imaginary reins. He's sitting on the saddle, but there are no reins. He and Planet Juggernaut are pretty much as one. They're both ball. You can't see the tendril going from. Oh God! <laughs> butthole to butthole. Oh my God! <laughs> like a merry-go-round horse, but you're the horse. Um. Do you like that? Nope. No, I was thinking more like uh, some kind of. <laughs> Parasitic fun So Drew guy, Andrews but... joins you yeah. on the plane. John. <laughs> John, I just wanted to say thank you before you go. For what, Drew? Thank you for always being there for us. You taught me a lot. You taught me how to shoot a gun and how to be a man. And also some of those lessons were like, those kinds of lessons where you learn from one who had not to do stuff. But I think that you're sure. like a really, I think you are always trying your best. And I really, I think that's cool. Hey, I think you're pretty cool too, man. Just okay, remember I- what I taught you though. 
you remember where the clitoris is, right? <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Jesus. A beautiful moment in pretending to be <laughs> Unless Drew, would you want to come with me? Yeah, I think that I have more to learn because I didn't know when you just said that. <laughs> I don't know. Can you, you're going to have to tell me again as we go. And Agent Trent Cat, the beautiful black cat that was once called Salem but now embodies now is embodied by the spirit of Agent Trent Chad is is running around the the ankles and rubbing against the ankles of Drew Andrews and so Drew picks up this black cat and throws the cat up on his shoulders and the cat kind of wraps himself around Drew's shoulders and he's like what do you say Agent Trent Cat you oh. No, he can't come. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, every time with this guy. Yeah, I mean, like, my brothers used to do stuff like that a lot to me, and I just can't, uh, like, you know, they, you, you go out for a cheers with your beer bottle, and they whack the top of it real hard so it flows out the top, you know. What? It makes you go out the top? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, yeah. Will you do that to me soon? <laughs> okay, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we write? I don't know, man. Hold on. <laughs> I think that was perfect. <laughs> All right, great. Moving on. <laughs> That's a series wrap on Drew Andrews, everybody. Oh, yeah. Hey. Woo. Wow. Really good job, Drew. As Planet Juggernaut and friends right off. Get as far away from Jesus, Keith, as they right. can. <laughs> <laughs> Something ain't right with that boy. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust this messianic message of well, his. As they ride off into the mostly pure darkness, Keith pops his sun up so that they can ride into the sunset. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, and as, as they do, uh, Keith takes special note of Planet Juggernaut's shape. I like it. Ominous. <laughs> well, Clark... I think we're about to get out of here. Are you gonna you gonna be okay? Is there anything you need or want from me? Or he uh, he's had a grin on this entire time. This is this is this is his own personal wish fulfillment. He's serving this purpose that he's always wanted to. I'm 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 good, guys. Uh, I I thank you all for your help, and I, I'm gonna thank you ten times over because I know how this all ends now. But uh, it's 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 good to know at least. Uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm good. Well, I'm happy to hear that. And then Keith puts his hand on Clark's shoulder, and there's like a sudden, almost like a sound wave or something. Like something kind of pushes coming from the tower that that you're going to be residing in. And uh, Clark won't know it, but every single cabinet drawer filled with microwave dinners. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and but no microwave <laughs> or freezer so they melt immediately. <laughs> it's a horror game. <laughs> Hell in the rotten tower. 
As, yeah, Keith. <laughs> Keith uh, takes his hand off Clark and gives him, you know, one of those kind of last looks where we both know, like, might be a while. Solid nod shared. Keith is content knowing Clark's going to find a way to heat these microwave dinners up. (laughs) Hey, Clark, if you ever need anything from me, like, you ever get hungry and need to eat in 30 seconds, let me know. (laughs) Clark, if you ever need anything from me, just think it. I'll feel it. You you, you got it, bud. I mean, I'm going to need a lot from you eventually, but it's in the past and you've already done it. So we're all good. Thank you. Keith gives that one last look to Clark and he kind of turns around and looks at the so Cong- many, the- so many last looks <laughs> yeah well I mean you know it's a big moment like it is a, it is a big moment it's a big moment <laughs> Keith I mean on the horizon uh, John Don and Planet Juggernaut take a last look back at you guys oh. and John raises his uh, ooze hat yes <laughs> uh, oh. and then Keith Keith turns to his congregation. (laughs) Y'all ready? And then they blip out of this existence and they blip into contention, which at this point has been just completely destroyed by... Can you, Zach, can you give us a quick rundown of why and how Contention has been destroyed? Looking over top at the town of Contention. We're topping Contention. (laughs) Contention's such a power bottom, guys. (laughs) This story ends on an unseasonably cold December 6th in a small town called Contention. A snow flurry can be seen under the streetlights on an empty country road i don't want to i don't want to tell you how to do your job unless it's like super important that it's snowing wouldn't it be perfect if it's unseasonably warm no i already wrote it all like this i like it was it unseasonably warm when we started playing yeah now i described now i described snow on like half the shit in this no that's part of it that's me talking about well that's why let's just take out the snow stuff though that's yeah what if you didn't what if it was okay can you rewrite it really? You know quick? what? Hey, how about this? Let's try it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I don't want to what I prepared. Do, we'll plug in no snow. No, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say something about snow, you guys all say no, no snow. snow. Okay. No snow. Are you ready? Yeah. That's not. That's not ruin what you've written. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear it in its in its wholeness. Well, you guys aren't playing along. Thomas will fucking I'll play do along. It. <laughs> This story ends on an unseasonably Jack Perlman. (laughs) 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 This story ends on an unseasonably cold December 6th in a small town called Contention. A snow flurry can be seen under the streetlights on an empty country road. A snow flurry is a light snowfall that results in little or no snow accumulation. He said the thing. Ahead, there's a blockade made of splintered church pews obstructing the exit, and the sign from Subtropolis has been torn down and spray-painted with instructions. It says, Detour, please keep right. In the quiet parking lot of Hotel Motel, an empty dunking booth sits alone, 
The door to Keith's room is open and the door to Keith's safe is open as well, revealing the empty place where he kept the watch he stole from his brother's cold wrist. At the corner of a desolate intersection, the burned out husk of a truck is wrapped around the base of a billboard for a wild business called Al's Tires and Tigers. But the word tiger and the picture of the tiger have both turned to ash, making the business look far more mundane. Out north of town, John Lee Pettimore's house sits abandoned. Two sizable holes had been dug deep into the property. Inside, the house is still a mess. There wasn't much time to clean after Keith turned it inside out looking for cocaine that was buried. And Thomas, what does any Pettimore who knows anything know about what John left here? Well, John left his millions of dollars. Fives of millions of dollars. Five million dollars hidden somewhere on this property. Across town is a small, vacant baseball diamond. Little bits of snow fall and melt on the metal bleachers, which are lit by a concession hut neon sign for the contention trucks. Trucks, bring it. (laughs) Trucks, bring it. (laughs) Trucks, bring it. Trucks, bring it. Clark Bishop's parents' house exists, barren as ever. Light flickers out the open front door in a way which shows the television is still on. At the twice-forsaken vampire-themed water park, Splashylvania, the spiraling duet of slides that are the two-fanged plunge have been stained brown with the blood of Leo Piston and Julie Maxwell. Curiously, the sign for Clinker's local drinking hole and unrivaled daycare seems to be missing seven letters from its list of happy hour bottle specials. Corona is missing an N, so Corona. Uh, Bush Light is missing an L, so Bush Eight. Pabst Blue Ribbon, which is missing S T U E N. Pabble Ribbo. Pabble Ribbo. Nice. I have one Pabble Ribbo. One Pabble Ribbo. R S T L N E. It is not. It is N L S T U E N. The contention woods are silent. There are no people, there are no animals. There's only a slight chilly breeze pushing on the trees gently as the flurry of snow falls at an angle. No snow. (laughs) Back in the suburbs, looking through the busted front window of James the Millworker's house treats the viewer into an empty grand piano, not a string to be hit with a hammer to be found. However, scratches on the tile leading out the front door show that something heavy and metal was pulled up from a hiding spot under the kitchen floor and dragged out of the house. Over at A-plus storage, three storage units, G10, G11, and G12, sit unlocked, open, and completely empty. The halls of the First Church of Contention are flooded by two feet of water 
and countless fish swim contentedly from the Sunday school classrooms to the chapel to the baptism tank, which is still filled with water. Alternatively, Chief Maggie Cook's home, burned to the ground, is just a plot of carbon debris that looks out on a sloppily refilled beans pond, next to which lays the lifeless body of Anne Love, dressed to die in an emerald green suit with a black silk bow tie. Her face is frozen in a cold, vacant smile behind icy, asymmetrical bangs covering one of her eyes, and a big, chonky fluffer of a snowflake floats down and lands directly on Agent Karen's exposed blood-red eyeball. The delicate solid slowly dissolves, fills the convex reservoir, and a single crimson drop pushes over the edge of the eye-skin basin and runs down the face of the woman who killed Clark Bishop's parents. As we zoom out, we see the knife. He plunged well through the top of her shattered skull. And we continue to zoom out over the quiet town of contention. Until Keith's, he gets everybody that's coming with and just snaps his fingers. Uh, and they all show up in the pretty much decimated contention. Keith pops back into hundreds of Keith's and shouts, Clean up, clean up, everybody do you share? Montage of... Hell yes, mo- I love a cle- montage. Cleaning montage. Uh, How does Jack Perlman <sighs> clean, Justin? I mean, handsomely. <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that. Whatever he's doing, it looks good. I picture Everett Pace like fully hunched over, but going like a million miles an hour. <laughs> Does he have like a little a little tiny broom with a dustpan and he's like cleaning like <laughs> No, yeah, I was gonna so say he's fast. not going to 100 miles an hour. He's actually really focused on like one little patch of dirt <laughs> that he can, that he can handle so himself. <laughs> get this right in here, alrighty. You literally get one little like intersection median just looking fucking excellent. You could eat, you could eat off of this here. <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> grass and dirt and like flowers and shit. <laughs> As the sun goes down, Keith pops back into one Keith, and okay, it's probably about six more days of this, and then we'll be set in Keith tension. Rinse and repeat for six more days, and then... Okay, so during this time, a few people have heard tell that you are giving away things. Your your reward, Yeah, you're giving away wishes, of course, and everyone's talking about Thank you for rebuilding Keith tension. Exactly. Fucking great. You've got like a campaign slogan. There signs up. Keith for mayor. <laughs> Already. Well, first off, Gary Daly is going to approach Keith with enormous eyes and a sort of reverence. Uh, he almost bows as he holds oh, up. don't be silly. He holds up this figurine of Harry Clinker that you gave him. I, I, I've been working... I've been working real hard for the past four days, and we only got two more to go. And I, I know Harry'd be real good at w- working alongside us and getting Keith tension all up and ready to go. If you could, if you could do me that favor, you want me to bring him back? Well, I, I, I want one. Ugh, I know that's bad. I know that I, that means that I'm taking him from 
one of me, but I'm me. And I want I want one. Can I have one? I don't see how anything could go wrong. Yeah, no. Okay. Keith thinks real hard. Oh, wait. Can you give me one that was, like, really close to, like, the same kind of world that I lived in where all this stuff went nutty, but then, like, at the last minute, maybe he's, like, saved and different? The or maybe one where I'm dead. Ooh, that'd be good. One where I'm dead. Keith's like, yeah, sure. But it's just the first one that opens up. He gets that gets that one. Okay. So do you want to roll for me? Yeah. Okay. So what is what would be good for me and what would be... what Like... Numbers. A one out of 100 shot that this is a good... You tell me oh, numbers. Like any number or like a range of numbers? I would say any number will do. But, th- but that would mean the range. <laughs> like I roll under a certain thing. Oh, under f- 49. Under 50. <laughs> or over 50. Oh <laughs> okay, so f- f- under 50 is good? Under 50 is good. Okay. Fuck. 92. Okay, what so shitty the world that opens up. This is what it feels like to be a player, and I hate it. The world that opens up. Uh, Welcome to hell. Baby. They they are uh, super close with each other. N- nothing bad has really happened in their lives until one day a Keith, one a, of them a Keith disappears. A Keith just fucking rips him. Oh, oh my God. God. Keith just shows up, grabs him off the sofa, blips back. And it puts him in key tension. Harry, Harry, I miss you so much. What the? Oh, oh no. Oh, shit. I rolled sanity. I passed. 11. Crit success. Harry Clinker I'm completely God. understands the situation. <laughs> Hello, God. God, that's you. Keith. You can call me Keith. Oh, my God. Little hot dog boy. <laughs> what, man? Little hot dog became God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gary, what kind of sick world do you bring me into? I like this a whole lot. Hey, hey. This worked out so well. Oh, my God. You rolled bad. I rolled good. Hey. What in the world? I love that. Can we open up clinkers here? That way we can get a good time rolling. I've snapped my fingers and a hundred Keiths instantly rebuild clinkers. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Daycare's open. <laughs> Baby yell. <laughs> Mildred Mitchell comes in hot, dragging her Tildy B. Mitchell by the ear. This Tildy B. is now wearing a pair of big old britches. And Mildred looks at this Keith and is like, mm, You're going to make this right? How? I can... Mm. This is you, right? I can get you. Hmm? I can get you. You did what to my daughter? Your Tildy. You did what to my daughter? And then you do this? Do you know what happened to your daughter? She starts crying immediately. Let's go of this fucking Keith. Pushes her away, falls to her knees, and starts crying onto the ground. I I saw what happened. What you did to her? She's okay. I'll show you. And he uh, gets. Her Tildy. You fucking piece of shit. Oh my god. Alright. Ask and ye shall receive, Mildred. Oh no. I love when given the chance to be a good person with godlike powers, Keith is still like... <laughs> I'm giving wishes, What dude. could I possibly do to make this person be happier? I don't understand emotions. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me that once there were infinite keys he understood so much less (laughs) (laughs) 
Walking through this portal is a skeletal creature with skin so thin, her bones protrude into view. Her nail beds are empty. Bruises and lesions cover her body. And with pure hatred in her eyes, Tildy B. Mitchell shrieks. Uh... Okay. I'm going to try some magic on her. And he, like, kind of reaches his hand out and... As you reach your hand out, go ahead and roll. That's a 45. (laughs) Yeah, that's a success. So, what happens to her skin and body to make her look normal again? Fingernails grow back immediately. It's a great start. Uh, Top-notch Her uh, skin plumps up, gets some color to it. Her hair quickly grows out. It's almost too long now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Uh, You're doing great. What else happened to her? She, Her scream turns into uh, like a little girl's cry. <laughs> and everything else is better. <laughs> uh the two of them the two of them run off in a warm embrace crying and speaking to each other like they haven't in days. You're welcome. Uh the old the old west folk get their saloon. Everett Pace gets his little shack at the edge of a vast tract of land owned and roamed by one Jack Perlman. Uh. The sun is hitting the dew on the, the long grass of this pasture and you see a couple horses and you see you see uh oh my god my brain doesn't work right now are you trying to say see, Jack Perlman Jack Perlman god fucking uh, uh, we're all like sitting here like is he gonna fucking say it? <laughs> I'm blue <laughs> teasing you guys uh, you see uh you see Jack Perlman riding on his horse past the little shack he looks very content Shun. And he's like, <laughs> morning, Everett. Uh, and Everett's out there on, on his his parcel in the yard there in his long johns. And uh, he's he, he had just gotten out of a tub of water that he had been bathing in. And uh, the, uh, the top of the long johns is hanging off. And he's all skin and hunched over bones. And, oh, hey, hey, Jackie. You just, you just caught me in the, I was getting out of the tub. It's, thanks again for this plot of land here. It's, it's. This is this is this is what this is all I ever dreamed of. Anytime, Everett. Anytime. And he gets back to buttoning up his his uh, long johns, and he's he's gonna go back inside and uh, go and check the stock down in his uh, his root cellar. There, he's living a simple life out there. Investing in stocks. Yeah, he's he's S T A L K S. Nice. <laughs> and finally, Luke, tell me yes. what Keith has been up to. Um, he stands at the is it pulpit? Pulpit. 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 He's got a choir of Keiths off to the side, kind of singing like <laughs> like that. Uh, behind him is stained glass with various depictions of Keith, his dog Beans, mm-hmm. some other characters. Oh yeah, you know. So many other the characters. The story of Keith. In stained glass? Yeah. But everybody kind of looks like Keith. 
A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Even beans kind of look like you. <laughs> oh, God. A man-faced dog. <laughs> that right there's a man-faced dog. Man-faced dog. That's the villain of the next season. <laughs> and, yeah, the camera... Pans. 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 Rotates. The camera pans to the pews, and it's filled with everybody that came back to contention and a lot of people that kind of look like Keith. <laughs> there were a bunch of people from the city, too, so they would all and, be here yeah, as well. Yeah, people from the city. And Keith's up there like, yeah, so that's basically how um, how this all happened. Uh, you guys have any questions for me? And then we pan up and out of the First Church of Contention and we see the sign that says, Welcome to Keith Tension. I've got right here something I'm calling the Loose Threads Montage. <laughs> Are you ready for the Loose Threads Montage? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You could have called it a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any Loose Threads, did we? <laughs> it's gonna be a short segment. Loose threads montage. Loose threads in the world's tightest RPG podcast. <laughs> Two United States senators stood, arms crossed, behind a thick pane of glass. Oh wait, it's threads we never even touched. As they- <laughs> <laughs> that this is Zach's like, hey, idiots! Here's the parts of the game you never, you could have met senators, you fucking morons. But like, nope. He did say every time, you know, he's like, I've got these characters, and they're moving while you're moving, and if you interact with them, that's what happens. But otherwise, they're still following their own agendas. We just didn't know it included the fucking president. Mm-hmm. Two United States senators. We could have called the president. <laughs> <laughs> They stood, arms crossed, behind a thick pane of glass as they watched an entire lab full of gaunt, tall men in white lab coats over black suits work with unnatural efficiency. And one said to the other, So that's what I've been trying to convey to you. I'm not saying you have to vote yes on the bill. These things are telling you that you have to vote yes on the bill. Or they'll kill you and your husband. You remember that couple? That Bar Corp guy's parents? They were found at home with their heads smashed in? That's what William and Lena Beans got for having spines. So now, and he kept talking as all these translucent-skinned, lab-coated creatures, one by one, began popping and morphing into myriad types of Keiths. And just as suddenly, they each blipped out of existence entirely. We zoom into the back wall of this now empty lab and focus in on the Myriad logo, four double helices forming a capital M as in Myriad. And the M logo fades and reveals an ink M formed by a typewriter that has also finished the name that follows, which is Marvin. We're in a dark, smoky room and a shaky pair of hands has just placed a transparency of this file on the Glass family crime boss on a dusty old overhead projector. A grumbling man says, Marvin Glass is dead. The other voices in the room, rhubarb, peas and carrots, and someone says, who will take over the business? And the same shaky hands replace 
Marvin Glass's overhead sheet with one that shows a picture of Keith's genius niece, Frances Beans. This picture of Francis on the wall of this murky room morphs into the bloated, lifeless face of the Francis Beans you all left to drown face down in Marvin Glass's fish tank. But the long, wobbly fingers of a strangely shaped woman in wonky goggles slowly tap against this corpse currently dead face. And with her other hand of equally long, wobbly fingers, this mad scientist types out a to-do list in her phone's notes, which is like a notebook, but on your phone. (laughs) And she types, to-do, kill Kennedy, kill Harrison, kill McKinley. Triangle shaped screen wipe! Agent McKinley, the old man with dead eyes, is secured to a chair by his straitjacket in the middle of a small padded room. The door opens, and agents Kennedy and Harrison on either side make way for Donovan Westhaven in a new black suit. Donovan walks up to the room's threshold, raises his pistol, fires, and the three agents walk away down a hall, and into a spacious, well-decorated office. Holy shit. (laughs) A woman welcomes you into her office. She has shoulder-length curly hair and a mouth that not only takes up half of her face, it is showing an amount of unbridled pleasure you can barely comprehend. Donovan! We're almost out of these code names, so... Go ahead and choose between Agent Taylor or Agent Garfield. I guess I'll be Taylor. Agent Taylor it is! Okie dokie! Okay, yeah. Your next mission is to retrieve a missing person. Yay! And she opens up a folder to reveal a picture of the man who disappeared at his daughter's funeral, Stan Manstein. Cut to Stan Manstein as he picks up the receiver of a phone and begins talking into it. Cut to whatever is on the other end of that phone. Uh, That would be the myriad in Keith's body. Yes. That's in a cage. Yes. Forced to answer that phone. Where? In the contention police department. The Keith tension? The Keith tension (laughs) Keith department. (laughs) That... Myriad that's trapped in Keith's body is in a cage in the Keith Tension Police Department and it answers the phone. It writes down notes into a notebook, rips off the page, and hands it, pokes it through one of the small holes of its cage to the noir overseer here in Keith Tension. (laughs) (laughs) What does he look like? He, I mean, picture a noir detective. He's wearing because that's what he did when I've he designed. Never, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's the he he. That's, that's exactly what how he detective. did it <laughs> when he put together this costume. <laughs> it's a long trench coat with a fedora and just a button-down shirt with a tie that's already like haphazardly tied tied around his neck. It's he's already had a day. It looks like he's got stubble. Uh, but yeah, this is this is the overseer. 
as a noir style detective. <laughs> yep, I love it. You love it. We're all here for it. This is his reward. <laughs> he takes the piece of paper out of this myriad's hand that's still in the form of Keith for some fucking reason and in this cage. No one will ever see him anyway. It doesn't matter. Blips out to solve his case in a blink of blinding light. Okay, yeah, so contention is rebuilt. Everybody is having a great time. Seemingly happy, yeah. I've granted wishes to anyone that asked them of me to sure. the best of my ability. Everybody's having a great time. <laughs> Everybody's having a great time in this weird... Yeah. Um, <laughs> every time the overseer gets back from a, one of his uh, cases, uh, yeah. he describes it to Keith who is doing a true crime podcast. Do you like do you do the podcast live every Sunday from the pulpit? Yes. Yes, it's recorded <laughs> and ev- mandatory uh, <laughs> you, well, you have know. to in order to be a citizen of Keith Tension, you have to go to Of course. story time on Sunday night. Oh my god. God. Um, and after, you know, a few weeks of this, everybody's getting settled in and it's kind of a Keithtopia, really. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, well, literally, if you know what that means. Shut up, Thomas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> Fucking. Anyway, yeah. Uh, one day, Keith is finishing his uh, Sunday morning service, and uh, everybody goes outside the church, and there's a big dark something in the sky and everybody's like it's rhubarb, a bird rhubarb, it's a it's a piece. Piece. Yeah. as it gets closer you can tell it's like thousands of keiths carrying <laughs> oh my god a giant <laughs> iron dome uh-huh and keith is like waving them in like they can oh my god yeah and uh he get, like gets make sure it gets centered and they put it over the town of keith tension and so now everybody can enjoy the darkness <laughs> oh my god. Luke, that's literally what Mr. Burns did to Springfield in The Simpsons. <laughs> and we're from Springfield. Yeah, but it's, it's an iron thips. dome. The Simps- I'm just saying, The Simpsons predicted. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Over the centuries, this town develops uh, no eyeballs, but they can, you know. Like no more of cave. that. No more of that. <laughs> cave, the cave people who keep contention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to think of the mole people of contention. You don't go to the dome. <laughs> what? You'll not date a dome girl. <laughs> she has no eyes. <laughs> but father, I love her. I'll hear no more. She sees more than any other girl (laughs) I know. She sees more than you, you blind old fool. Channel changes 
and we see the tops of trees thick enough to obscure any view of what is below and covered in a layer of kudzu. They seem to go on endlessly. Up and down over hills and valleys, mountains and gorges, there is nothing but dense, verdant forest. A circular, calm lake finds itself somewhere in the midst of this lush wilderness, and in the middle of that lake, a small island with less than a quarter mile from shore to shore. Stunningly gorgeous flowers in every shade and shape fill varied gardens and planters that somehow both overrun the terrain and complement it perfectly. There's a small welcome sign that reads, Welcome to Calm, Comfy Campground. At the edge of the water, Maggie Cook sits on top of a bulky metal box. Based on the path left in the wake of this thing, it took some real elbow grease to drag this hefty container all the way out here. But Maggie doesn't look tired from hoofing this thing out to the lake. She looks mentally exhausted, emotionally brutalized. She looks done. Her dad is dead. Fergie is dead. Leon is dead. Anne is dead. And Clark isn't coming. She failed everyone. She failed herself. Maggie Cook stands up and walks toward the large, equally cute and cozy hexagonal building in the middle of this island. Inside, she finds a thick manila envelope, and her own handwriting is scrawled, New Maggie in black marker. She picks up this envelope, holds her new life against her chest, and opens a door into a room completely filled with stunningly gorgeous flowers in every shade and shape. Maggie Cook takes a deep breath and shuts the door behind her. Welp. Looks like it's about time for me to leave this newfangled contention. One Keith was too much for me, much too much. But more than that, I can smell that I might be needed elsewhere in some dimension. I've sopped up all the grease a growing boy like me can round these parts. It's time to move on to greasier pastures. Me and my dog, Wolf the dog, We'll always be there when you need us. Just look for us to be uh, grabbing a bite at your local diner's dumpster. Remember, y'all, this ain't goodbye. It's smell you later, my babies, my children, my most trusted confidants, my mortal enemies. But before I go, I do have a brand new song here hot off the presses. Too hot to handle. Ouchie, ouchie. It's time to premiere this fresh track. This tasty, toasty sonata of a new release. You never heard this song before. It's Kudzu with no backbone. Hot dog. <laughs>